Summer Sundays are meant for freshly cut grass, ballpark dogs, and the best baseball talk you can find. So kick back with your bacon and eggs and pour yourself a mimosa while Phillies announcer Greg Murphy and Green Legion Radio's Chris Sack break down your fighting fills and take you around the league right now on Baseball Brunch. Play ball! Right in front of Broad Street Bullies Pub. And man, it is a gorgeous day here in the Delaware Valley. We're hoping to avoid thunderstorms this afternoon for Phillies Mets, but we shall see how Mother Nature intends to uh, treat us today. I'm Chris Sack of Green Legion Radio, and I am sitting alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Greg Murphy. What's going on, Murph? You know what? I, I got to be honest. I woke up this morning, I saw these blue skies, and I'm like, What's going on here? For the last three days, I've been like glued to my weather app, just anticipating delay after delay. We've had none. And today, gorgeous day out here in South Philadelphia. Uh, and yeah, to your point, uh, some scattered thunderstorms out there, but uh, looks like we're going to be good to go to play baseball today. Phillies need a win this afternoon, win this series. Go on from there. Head off to Chicago feeling good. But uh, a, a win today is a must. And I don't say that very often. But I feel like today Especially in a, June. Yeah. It, it, today's a huge game for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, you, you need to win a series against the Mets. You need to do it here at home. They haven't done it in two years. Exactly right. They haven't done it since 2021. You have Zach Wheeler on the mound against Carrasco, who has really been scuffling this year. The offense needs to come out early and often score some runs today they need to take it to the Mets today and uh and show them that you know what you don't have our number at this point right you know they, they won three in, in New York you went two out of three here in Philadelphia you see them in September seven games in September we'll see you then and at that point you know you won't own us at that point you know things will be evened up I think it's a big big game for sure and they have one of the guys that they need to have on the mound today I mean you know, outside of Taiwan yes. Walker over his last four yeah. starts and we're going to dive out into that in a little bit uh, Zach Wheeler is the guy right now in this starting pitching staff that you need to have a big day and he yeah. hasn't pitched in a week I mean so like you know he's had the extra rest I'm you know, thankful you know for that uh, you know, obviously they had the off day on Monday but then they got rained out on Wednesday and he got pushed back so he should be fresh good to go I expect the 97-98 Zach Wheeler today, not the 95-96 where he was sitting last oh, week. Yeah. I think with that extra day or two that he's getting, I think you're going to see electric stuff out of Zach Wheeler this afternoon. And the Phillies need it, but you know, we're going to dive into the offense. They need the offensive production. Today is the type of day where the ball should be flying out of the ballpark. Hitting season. It, hit, it needs to be hitting season because I'm, I'm growing frustrated just as many Phillies, are, the Phillies fans are with this offensive production. It just has not been there, but we'll dive a little bit yep. further into that yep. coming up here because this first segment is brought to you by State Farm. Here's the deal when you combine State Farm, home and auto insurance, you save an average of $889. Uh, yeah, $889. State Farm agent Dave Bavuso is ready to help you combine home and auto in South Jersey and Pennsylvania. Call Dave today at 856-740-5012. That's 856-740-5012. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And the average annual per household savings are based on a 2019 national survey by State Farm of new policyholders who reported savings by switching to State Farm. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. You know, I feel like I'm back to normal this week because a couple weeks ago I was sitting on Murph's left and we've been doing this show for three years and that was the first time that I think I've ever sat to really, my left really for a show you. down here. Yeah. It, yeah, it throws me off a little bit, you know, like I'm used to the producer being over here, you being to my left and uh, I'm glad to be back in this and also, hey, we're going to be back down here again next week. This is the first time I think all season we've done back-to-back -back shows here at Xfinity Live. I know. What a weird uh, schedule we're going through right now. So we leave, uh, the team leaves tonight. Um, for Chicago, off day in Chicago tomorrow, then three games in the Chicago, and then right back home. Three-game road trips in Major League Baseball are, well, have been rare over the last 20 years, but uh, with this New Balance schedule, I think we have two of them this year, where we just go away for three. Yeah, because when we go to Cleveland, we're in Cleveland for three games and come back. It's got to be in August, because we're home a ton in August. We are, I believe... I five-season ticket games I think August. we only have six 
uh, away games in August, the month of August. Wow. The Phillies have played the fewest home games. I believe this is still true. The fewest home games in all of Major League Baseball and have one of the best records at home. So that's good news. You know, if you think about what August could bring when you're playing 20 out of your 26 games here at Citizens Bank Park, um, that could be really, really big for the Phils. They've spent so much time out on the road. They're playing better on the road right now, but early on, they didn't play well on the road at all. And the funny thing is, we only have three home games left between now and the All-Star game, and that's next weekend against the Nationals. You know, I can't even wrap my head around the fact that the (laughs) All-Star game is next week. When we get back from Chicago at the end of this week, we'll have played half the season. 81 games in the books. I don't know about you, Zach, but, you know, being here at the ballpark every day, being with the team every day, when you when you start out on that journey each year in April, you look at the schedule and you're like, oh, all right, here we go, you know, put on your backpack and let's, let's get to work. And now I, I look back and I'm like, where did that go? That went like, you know, in a blink of an eye, we're halfway through the season. It's crazy how quickly things go. Uh, maybe it's just because I'm getting old. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but man, I can't believe we're at the midway point yet. It's also, I mean, you're you know, second straight year. You're back full-time with the team on yeah. the road all, all the time. You know, like, it's, it, it's great to see. I mean, you know, it's, it's great to be a part of, you know, like uh, covering the team. Like, I've been able, I've been privileged to do the last few years here on Green Legion Radio. But, uh, you know, listen, I wanna, we want to give away a couple uh, more tickets, uh, another pair of tickets for Phillies Nationals on Thursday, August 10th at 6.40 p.m. down here at Simpson Bank Park. Listen, you know, nobody needs to suck up. When I'm asking for a favorite duo, you don't have to say Sack and Murph, all right? It just, you know, it kind of goes it, it, without saying. Exactly. You know? it's, it's like it's lamb like and tuna fish, you know? Right, like, lamb and tuna fish, you, right. you prefer spaghetti and meatball, you know? Like, well, there goes my list. Well, yeah. <laughs> you just ticked off three right off, right off the list. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in light of the fact that, hey, this weekend is the London Series, Phillies Mets are going to be the London Series next year, which is going to be awesome. Jimmy Rollins and Chase Utley are back together again. And Ryan Howard. Over and there. Ryan Howard. That's all the big piece. But if I'm talking about duos, though, you've got to go with the double play combination. J-Roll and Chase Utley. Uh, So in honor of that, give us your favorite duo. All right. Well, I have five of them, but I'll give you one right now. We'll uh, unveil the rest uh, later on in the show. But uh, I'll start uh, easy. I'm going to show my age here, but that's okay because I think uh, everybody knows that I'm an old guy. But uh, (laughs) Fred and Barney, you know, when I was growing up, Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble were were the ultimate duo. The water right? buffaloes. They were, yeah. I mean, the, the guys they could do it all, really. I mean, they they rode dinosaurs and and bowled on their pinky toes. So um, Fred and Barney are are, uh, are on my list. They're not number one, but they're on my list. So I'll throw that one out there. Flintstone and Rubble, what a combo! All right, I'm gonna go with Dumb and Dumber. I'm going to yeah. go Lloyd Christmas and Harry Dunn. I, yeah. It, like, those two together. Now, listen, the, the sequel was, was, was not that good. It was uh, You could probably say it was, it was terrible. Uh, but if you're going to go back 30 years, I mean, that set the tone for, for comedy movies for the last 30 years. It's untouchable. Those two were incredible together. Jansen is a movie buff. Now, you don't have to go with a movie here, but uh, give me your favorite duo. I'll go with another Barney. I always loved Andy Griffith and uh, Barney as well. Showing your age, show, yeah. Because okay. my dad used to watch that show. <laughs> oh, showing so, your dad's yeah, age. Okay. I'm showing my dad's age more yes, than anything. Yes, he is. But no, I always I love that show. That, that duo together was hilarious. They were. They were. I'm, I'm going to get. And hey, by the way, the second segment today, we're going to have a guest on the show. The Divide Lives, Mike Powers. He's a Mets fan, but I'll tell you what, he was wearing red yesterday and an oversized hat that would have provided like a retractable roof if rain did hit Citizen Bank Park yesterday. So. Mike is going to be yeah. with us. We'll get your favorite duo when we get you into the second segment. Uh, Slash is Mike back has in skin like me, by the way. So I can, I can, say, I can tell. <laughs> Slash is back in studio for us. As Mike called him yesterday, we have a new nickname for Slash now. He is now going to be known as the Magic Man. Oh. Now you see me. Now you don't. Yeah, the Magic Man. There are no man. words, Jim. <laughs> magic Man, give me your oh, favorite is, duo. Is that a wrestling thing, by the way? No, no. It oh, was okay. uh, Taldega Knights. Oh, my he's, he's like, you're just mad because I thought about it first. <laughs> I'll go just because of uh, recency uh, bias. I just watched this movie a couple weeks ago. Um, Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. Ooh, White Man Can't White Jump. Man can't there jump, you go. Yeah. That's a good one. And uh, recently remade. Uh, I have no interest in seeing the remake. I saw it. It's You don't have to see it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's one of those. The first one's so I good. I didn't it see it, and it. you don't have to see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Murph, let's get out of the box. Let's talk some fighting Phil's baseball here. Phillies have gone two and three since our last show last week. Obviously, the day off on Monday and the rain out on Wednesday. Um, so 
And that includes the loss yesterday against Max Scherzer and the Mets. And I'll tell you what, I can't wait for that guy to retire. Um, I've had enough of Max Scherzer during the course of his major league career going up against the Phillies. Uh, it's funny because he gets jacked up against the Braves. And then, you know, a, a Yankee lineup with no uh, Aaron Judge in it. And then he comes back to us and he's like Cy Young, Max Scherzer all over again. Yeah. Um, but completely frustrating. The starting pitching has been phenomenal the last few weeks. Taiwan Walker, last four starts, 26 innings pitched, 26 strikeouts, two earned runs, and uh, his ERA is a .69, a minuscule .69, Murph. Uh, but let's not start out talking about the starting pitching like we did last week, which we pretty much did the whole segment. The offensive struggles continue. Uh, for the team that is built to mash, uh, this, this team has done far from that. They're 21st in Major League Baseball and run scored. Uh, they're averaging three and a half runs per game since they had the 15-run outburst against the Diamondbacks a couple weeks ago. Uh, they had a couple opportunities where they had the Braves on the ropes with Aaron Noah and Ranger Suarez with their last outings, and we couldn't get one of those two games because offense wouldn't produce. What's going on with this lineup here? You know, it's a great question. Um, I guess if we're going to point to any positive, we're going to smile for a picture yeah, first. Yeah, here we go. Great radio. There we go. <laughs> um, we uh, we got some Mets fans in the house, but uh, yeah, yeah. I know you guys brought it. You brought it. Hopefully, we bring it today. That's uh, <laughs> that would be ideal. Um, yeah, I guess if you're going to look at one positive, and that's kind of what I do, so I'm going to spin it a little bit positive. I think about three weeks ago, the offense was 26th in all of Major League Baseball. They're now 21st in baseball, so they're moving in the right direction. That said. What we've seen so far is not only kind of a head-scratcher, I think, because when you look at the talent, <laughs> you know, you put the lineup card it's out insane. every day. It's in, You're right. It's crazy good, and then yet it, it hasn't produced. And I think there's lots of reasons for it. Um, they really haven't gotten, with the exception of that short two-week period uh, where start a couple out of guys, yeah, where a couple of guys were hot, they really haven't had their superstars hot at the same time. You know, JT got hot at one point. Uh, Trey has really never been hot. Bryce was hot when he first came back. He's cooled off a little bit. Um, Castellanos has been the most consistent throughout the course of the season, and uh, he, he has been good, but he really hasn't had a whole lot of help. And some of the young guys, you know, Brandon started off on fire, but he cooled, starting to heat up a little bit again, which is good to see. Bryson Stotts cooled a little bit, as good as he was early in the season. So, in order to you know score a lot of runs, you need three or four guys up and down the lineup consistently hitting, and we just haven't seen that yet. I think we will. I hope we will. They need that because, to your point, they're built to win games by scoring runs. The starting pitching, knock on wood, has been awesome and, and, and has helped them win a lot of games in, in the month of June. But if this team's going to go where they want to go, they need the lineup up and down to be producing. And... Uh, you know, hopefully we see it. We still have a half a season to go. There's a lot of time. A lot left. of time. But you need these guys to start c coming out. We, I, I can't figure out Trey Turner because Trey, to me, one of the best players in baseball, not just offensively, just one of the best players in baseball. And, and for the Phillies to bring him in here um, on the deal that he did, I was through the roof Same excited. Here. Yeah. Um, and he just hasn't, for whatever reason, clicked yet this year. Now, he's going to. It's much like Nick Castellanos a year ago. They're just too good of players to, to be kept down. Um, but hopefully we don't have to wait the entire season, right? Yeah, we don't wait until 2024 exactly. for him to actually find his stride. Exactly. Like Castellanos has. Exactly. He's going to find his stride. Nick, it took an, an entire season. Hopefully Trey finds it in a half a season. Because when he finds his stride, look out. Because I know Phillies fans know Trey Turner, what kind of player he is. But getting to watch him every day... I can't wait to watch the Trey Turner that I know uh, in a Phillies uniform every day because, man, he is as exciting of a ball player as they get nowadays. And we just haven't seen that yet. Yeah, we need that electricity for sure. And I, I know we've talked about the lineup a couple times. And, like, you know, hey, listen, Topper's the one that, that writes up the lineup. I still don't like the fact that Schwarber is ahead of him, though, like, you know, in the lineup. And I know that's, I know where, he's, I know that's where he's comfortable. But you're taking away the ability of utilizing the speed of a Trey Turner when if Schwarber, you know, if he doesn't hit a home run or he doesn't strike out, but if he walks and he actually hits a single, he's clogging up the base paths in front of Trey Turner. And, you know, like, 
you've signed this guy, and I was sitting there like maybe 15, 20 home runs is what you can expect the season out of Trey Turner, which is fine. But like I'm looking at doubles, triples, steals, exciting baseball, exciting brand of baseball. I think that they didn't give enough time for him in that leadoff spot, which is where they had him written up from the time they signed him in November all the way through spring training. That's where I, the ideal spot yeah. was him to be. That was where we needed him to be to really ignite this lineup. I agree um, in, you know, in, in that certainly when Trey gets on behind Kyle, it, it does negate some of his tools for sure. You know, Kyle has been better in the, in the leadoff role since he's come back, although he hasn't been lights out. But, but what Rob Thompson has said time and time again that he likes about Kyle in that leadoff spot is that, you know, right off the bat, first batter of the game, threat to, to take the lead. And he has produced in that role, uh, you know, with leadoff home runs. You only lead off once a game, right? So you certainly could make the argument that for that one time, is putting Kyle up at the top of the lineup worth it, right? Yes. I, I, and I, I can see that argument for sure. Even just flip-flopping them and putting Trey in the leadoff spot and Kyle at two makes a world of difference in terms of what you, I mean, the other thing you could do. I, and, think, and, I think Schwartz would see more fastballs. Yeah. He would see more fastballs if Turner is on first base and he has the ability to steal second. I mean, yeah. you, only, oh, you, you, can, sure. you can only throw over twice. So if you're going to try, it's either you're going to throw a fastball because you're trying to get him out at second base stealing and, and Schwarber can handle the fastballs, or it, 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 you got the other alternative. It, it, like, it, listen, I'm not the one who writes up the lineup, right. but it just, it just makes more sense for Turner to have the ability to just let him loose. Yeah. The, Again, I, I can't argue with what you're saying because, you know, as a, as a traditional baseball guy, that's, what that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Yeah. You know, you put speed up top, you put the power behind them, you know, and that's the way it has worked for years. And, and I've said this a couple of times over the last couple of weeks. I might have said it to you. I think we have to start looking at the lineup construction a little bit differently nowadays because they are using so much of the analytics to build the lineup now. Uh, they have reasons for what they're doing. It's not like... You know, dartboard in the morning, Rob Thompson and, and all right, Schwarber's going to lead off kind of thing. I mean, there is tons and tons of analytical data that is going into those decisions. Right. So they do have their reasons. That said, would I be shocked that by the end of the year, if Turner's back in the leadoff spot? No, I would not. I do think at some point they might try that again. But until they do, you know, hey, the Phils have won a lot of games in June with Kyle as the leadoff guy. So, it's hard to argue, you know, if they were 5-12 and 12 in June with Kyle as the leadoff guy, I think we'd have a much stronger argument. Uh, and I know, you know, we're doing sports talk radio, and, and it's important to, to have takes and everything. But at the end of the day, what Rob Thompson has done in the year plus that he's been the manager, you know, if you're talking about pushing the right buttons... You know, 80% of the time, 85% of the time, he's pushed the right button. So hard for me to, to sit here and, and, and really question. I, I, I understand the logic, for sure. Of and course. I'm sure he does, too. Uh, but he's, he's privy to a lot more info than I have. So uh, as long as they keep winning games, I don't care what the lineup looks like, honestly. Yeah. You know, today's June 25th. It's been a full calendar That's month. Crazy. Full calendar month since Bryce Harper has last hit a home run. Nuts. Yep. The, the, the opening game against the Braves down in Atlanta was the last time Bryce Harper hit a home run. And I know it's starting to catch up to him a little bit. I, you know, the questions are starting to rise. That's 24 games since he's last hit a home run. And this is, this is Bryce Harper yeah. we're talking about. This isn't like you know, some Joe Schmo that's batting eight or nine in our lineup. You know, it, the power outage, and like, you can see it's kind of starting to wear on him as the questions start yeah. to come this week. Uh, you know, five strikeouts. He's had uh, what, two strikeouts in that, in that Thursday game. The one it was like five, six feet in front of the plate with the bounce uh, on three pitches. Um, you know, when can we expect his drought to end? Today, beautiful day here in South Philadelphia. You know, it, it's, it, it, the, the ball should be jumping. Carlos Carrasco on the mound. Yeah. I mean, you would think that today could be the day. But Bryce, my dad says this all the time. When Bryce is going great is when Bryce is going to the left side. It's Ryan Howard. Yeah, it, it, like that, that, that was like really Ryan Howard's like MVP season. He had 58 home runs. Yeah. He had 29 to left, 29 to right. When Bryce is going great is like you could tell right now. His shoulders pulling out. His head's pulling out. Like everything is not in mm -hmm. sync right now because I think he, he's aware of the drought. 
It annoys him to no end. And, and that's the reason why we're starting to see yeah. what we've seen out of Bryce these last four or five games. Yeah, he took a couple swings yesterday. Uh, and good swings. They weren't bad swings. He took a couple swings yesterday where you could almost see the aggression, you know, in his, in his well, certainly in the swing, but in his mind, in his mindset um, of, I'm going to barrel this up and I'm going to hit it to South Jersey. Because I, I agree. I think at this point he is aware of how long it's been. I, I don't know this for a fact. I, I think I heard or read at some point that 24 games is the longest in his career. So if today is 24, then that would Today tie. will be 25. Okay. So the, yes, so, it was 25. Yeah. So unless he hits one today, um, I, I believe that's going to be the longest streak in his career. So, yeah, I, it's absolutely weighing on him. Bryce Harper's the kind of guy that wants to be in the middle of it all, wants to help the team win every single day. I mean, they all do, but... But Bryce takes a lot of pride in that, and Bryce certainly has the ability to do that. So I do think it's weighing on him a little bit. I'm not as concerned about the strikeouts. Bryce is going to strike out, and, and, and he has faced so many left-handers during this stretch. He's seen a lot of breaking balls, too. It's the a most he's ton. ever seen in his career. Yeah, and, and I think teams are seeing that he's been so uber-aggressive that they're you know throwing him the, the slow stuff, they're throwing him the breaking stuff, and... He's been swinging over top of change-ups. He's been swinging over the top of curveballs um, and sliders, obviously. But, you know, he also hasn't connected on, on the fastballs he's seen. So, Rob Thompson has been asked this question, you know, a couple of times over the last couple of days. And, again, you know, Rob is, is saying what you would expect him to say, and that is, it'll come. But, but again, I have no reason to believe that it won't because that's Bryce Harper. You know, he's, he's that good that you just think, okay, sooner or later... You know, this game's hard. Hitting is hard. <laughs> yes, it is. And, uh, and sooner or later, he's going to probably bust out of it. Let's call it right now. Harper home run today. I- I'm calling it. Mark it down, slash. I think Cassianos is going to hit one after that murder last night in Colorado. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, he hit one yesterday. Well, yeah, but that was after the, the, you know, the people in the Titanic submarine died. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just, would you stop? This is an MO. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's like a proven fact. Castellanos, whenever it's a tragedy a... hits, he hits home run the next okay. day. Uh, side note, not a proven fact, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hang out alone in the man cave for baseball this season. Try hanging out at Cheerleaders with sexy entertainers, $4 domestic beers, Jameson specials, and awesome game day experiences all season long. That's right. Stop in before, during, or after the game, not only to see your favorite entertainers, but also your chance to have the best game day experience. Epic game day experience is at Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club, where champions play. Cheerleaders is open daily from noon until 2 a.m. Coming up in our next segment, we invite in the Divide Lives Mike Powers Super Met fan onto the show as we talk about hated Mets, hated Phillies, and the Phillies-Mets rivalry. Right here at 102.5 Fox Sports The Gamblers' Bud Light Baseball Brunch. We'll be right back after this. The Gambler. Phillies home for all things sports gambling. Yeah, yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Welcome Neville. Back. But I'll be here on the Sunday morning here in the Delaware Valley, right outside Citizen Bank Park. Phillies met this afternoon in the rubber match, grudge match, whatever you want to put it down as. The Phillies need to get the job done today for sure. It's time to make your reservations for another amazing Eagle season. Head to GreenLegion.com to get signed up for Tampa, L.A., Kansas City, Dallas, and Seattle. And get signed up for day trip games for the Jets, Giants, and the Commodes. Make sure you check out the Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club bus for those day trips as well. GreenLegion.com or call 215-666-5940. That's 215-666-5940. 21 years and counting for the best Eagles road trips around. All right, Chris Sack, Greg Murphy. Right here at Xfinity Live, and we're now joined by the Divide Lives, Mike Powers. Mike was uh, Mike had a show last year, and he still does on one of two point five Fox Sports The Gambler, and uh, his show was on after us last yeah, year. So yeah. we need to we need to make sure we were out by eleven fifty seven. Uh, we would be going into your show most of the case this year. Oh. <laughs> uh, but welcome, welcome on to the show. Uh, I was uh, privileged to be on your show yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we had some fun over there at PBR. And uh, we're going to talk some Phillies-Mets rivalry today. So welcome in, Mike. It's, it's an honor to be here. You guys are amazing. Uh, you're a legend, man. Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, I, I, no, like, honestly, like, I look at... That just seems I'm old, guys. I think, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is a common theme on the program today. Yeah, you see all these guys, uh, Philly fans coming in, taking pictures of you guys here. So it's awesome. Xfinity's uh, very, very lucky to have you here. 
uh, for sure. Uh, I want to go back to last segment real quick and give you my duo. I'm not going to say yeah. what everybody thinks I'm going to say and say Wright and Reyes because <laughs> that's a homer. because well, Reyes sucked. I'm going to go uh, Lennon-McCartney. I oh, think that's yeah. the best wow. duo ever. Like uh, it. Wow. Like it. Huge Beatles fan. Even the breakup. Uh, one of my favorite songs. When I'm, what? Yeah, <laughs> Lennon, How Do You Sleep is real motion of, of a couple breaking up. So I love it all, man. I, I can't get enough of it. I don't like what they're doing now. They're going to take some of Lennon's old... Uh, uh, recordings yeah. and use AI yeah. to finish a song. I, I, I yeah. let it let it be. For, <laughs> you know what I mean, so to speak. Right? Yeah. 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 it's amazing. We finally met a Mets fan with a brain. Ah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. No. That's good stuff. That that's a really good one. Thanks, really yeah. So one. I I I had time. I had like twenty minutes yeah. to figure it out. So when you give me time to oh, prep, you spent I'm, nineteen I'm more minutes on it than I did. <laughs> That just goes to show how much Murph loves these stupid things that I put together. No, for I, I like this category. This is a good one. I like it. Uh, a- which, by the way, we're putting out the caveat, too. You can't put Harry and Whitey. Yeah, too easy. Yeah, too easy. And Fran- Francie in L.A. Yeah. More modern too day. Too easy. And, and, you know, those guys are just yeah, Should we include T-Mac and, and, uh, and Yeah, Cuck? I mean, I, I wouldn't include the Phillies announcers at this point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, we'll stay away from that. So, <laughs> listen, we had some fun yesterday on the show, Murph. Um, so, I, I had the privilege of not doing it once but twice, giving out my most hated Mets starting nine. And you pretty much do that every day of your life anyway. <laughs> yeah. You wake up and you're like, hear ye, hear ye. Here are the ten Mets I've hated my entire <laughs> God bless my wife for having to listen to that 365 days a year. Uh, next year is a leap year, so she gets an extra day. Uh, so I, I'm going to give Mike an opportunity because I was right. on, I was uh, recording the show with them yesterday for an hour, but you didn't get the opportunity because we had like the Seven Line Army guy. What was it Darren? Yeah, yeah, Darren showed uh, up. Billy yep. Captain showed up. It was, uh, yeah. it was definitely entertaining for sure with the Sheffield Shuffler that was alongside me for most of the show. Yeah. Uh, so I, I want to get your top five most hated Phillies. I think this would be uh, fun to hear. Yeah, so, that's fair. I, yeah. So I am from Jersey, well, originally Brooklyn, but I lived most of my life near Lakewood. So I had the privilege and honor to watch Ryan Howard develop. Yeah. Just smashing home runs in that ballpark. So uh, one of my least favorite Phillies, and I understand why the Phillies did it, was Jim Tomey. Uh, oh, cause interesting. It, yeah, because it, it prolonged his minor league career. And as you know, like... Uh, in my eyes, I think Howard is a Hall of Famer. I'm not going to lie. I think he might have to get in there with, like, the veteran thing or whatever. Yeah. But uh, if he had that extra time in Citizens Bank, I think it would have meant more. I, you know, I remember Reyes and Wright as a Met fan coming up. They weren't proven yet, but it would have been cool to watch him cut his teeth. Two things about that, though. Okay. Yeah. Howard did get the bat hold from Tommy. Yeah. And, and that was a... That was and a, Charlie. Yeah, the two of them. Yeah. Yep, but uh, you know, Tommy being here was a presence on him and in, in doing that with the bat point. No. And, I mean, the Phillies at the time were being known, they were known as being cheap, you know, yeah, through 2002. Fair. And they had to sell out a stadium that they were going to tear down in 2003. And right. they had a new ballpark in 2004 that they had to sell tickets for and get people excited about the team again. Tommy... I say this all the time. My dad, like, doesn't understand. He says it's a wall of mediocrity. And, you know, like, Tommy had, like, two great years here, and he's on the, the wall of fame. But him signing here changed the trajectory of that, For sure. that era of Phillies sure. baseball. That's that's accurate. Uh, and, and that's exactly why they went out and got him. I've had long conversations uh, with Ed Wade about how that process uh, all, you know, kind of took place. Ruben Amaro Jr., who uh, is one of my partners now, also very much involved as the assistant general manager at that time and to, and to hear why they went after Tommy was fascinating and how they went about it and how they found out and, and, and the it, electric it, workers over yeah, here yeah, yeah. It, it did change the way the Phillies organization viewed themselves going forward it, no longer that small market mentality um, which and we've seen the fruits of that uh, ever since uh, it's so interesting you say that Mike and I, and I think it's a really thoughtful way of, of approaching that list yeah. starting with Tommy because Tommy is prob- people ask me all the time who's the best player you ever covered, who's the uh, best guy you ever got to cover. And I always say the combination, and it's not even close when I stop to think about it, of best people and best talent mm-hmm. put together, Jim Tomey in a runaway, because he is one of the best human beings you'll ever meet, and he is one of the most, one of the best players to ever play this game, right? Yeah. And you put those two things together, and I had... I was lucky enough to cover him two times uh, here in Philadelphia. So, um, awesome guy. But, hey, 
You can hate him for the reason you hate him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. It, it was just amazing watching Ryan Howard do what he did in the yeah. minors, and, and I, I had a front row seat to it, literally. And uh, the Lakewood Blue Claws retired his number, rightfully so, yeah. immediately. But I'm like, man, this is – I know Philly will do the right thing, but I feel like his legacy – Definitely was put on hold, and and I get it. Maybe, oh yeah, maybe it helped. I mean, they did that. They did that but, to Utley too. Yeah, and I'm sure he's somewhere on that list as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, he might be number one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm gonna get it. Spoiler alert. I'm gonna get into that. Uh, so I created the Give Us a Shot Network. It's a podcast network that allows guys like me or people that are trying to figure out how to create a podcast. They could u- use us to to really create that platform. And it might be something simple like uh, you know they don't know how to make graphics. They don't know how to get their voice out or even up a podcast and we're there to assist but the give us a shot part is from the utley noah Syndergaard mic'd up umpire thing where terry oh, collins, terry collins like, you gotta yep. give us a shot <laughs> so if it wasn't awesome. if it wasn't for utley i wouldn't have a, a, a network so you, I, you I, love howard you love utley. <laughs> I, I, i'm sick you know what i no. think under that uh and if it wasn't for if it wasn't for utley wilmer flores wouldn't have gotten to play shortstop the year you guys went to the world series in 2015 because yeah. he did exactly what all Mets fans wanted him, wanted the Mets to do was to bench Tejada. Like they had enough of him. They're like, oh my God, he's batting like 1 in 50, yeah. 180. And you know, he did you guys a favor. It was a rallying cry. He sent you guys to the World Series, yeah. which screwed up the Cubs going to the World Series in 2015, which was supposed to happen. Because Back to the Future 2 said it was supposed to They were so close. Yeah, with, with that whole situation, like, um, yeah, the Mets definitely capitalized on that. They, they brought Ruben Tejada out of the dugout with, like, a Mets cane, and he looked like a veteran coming back from yeah. war. And it, yeah. So it, there, there Willis was, Reed moment, right? Yeah, but, but also, poor guy, it ruined his career. I don't think he barely touched the majors after that again. So, he didn't you know, belong there in the first place. <laughs> you don't wish that on anybody. No, no, yeah, no yeah, yeah, you yeah, certainly yeah. don't. And, and, and uh, quite frankly... You know, Utley didn't wish that on anybody. You know, Utley was a different kind of player. Yeah, Yeah. he was an old school guy. And, 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 you know, whether you love him or hate him. uh, Oh, I would love him if he was on my team. You gotta hate him if he's not. so does that mean Utz is four? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Keep yeah. going. Because we're going to obviously get okay. back to Okay. To yeah. Chance, uh, so I'm going to go really quick. Uh, uh, John Cruck, only because uh, uh-huh. for the same reason you guys don't like. <laughs> hey, John, come here. <laughs> uh, this, for the same reason you guys probably don't like Keith Hernandez. I mean, it's just that. The, it's his booth presence. I, I'm a first baseman at heart, left-handed, so I loved his performance on the field. Uh, but uh, you know, they're both homers. So if you're sure. if, if you like the other team, you're not going to like the sure. other guy. I've seen so many uh, things with Keith Hernandez's head on it, especially when he said. Uh, Phillies play terrible baseball, yeah. and then you guys ended up in the World Series, yeah. right? So uh, both sides always give it to you. And uh, unfortunately, where I live, well, I guess fortunately for uh, uh, the broadcast, I have to listen to Phillies announcers if they're playing the Mets because I, I get blacked out from the New York side. So I'm forced to listen to, to you know, John. And we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, All right. so, so go Crux, ahead. Crux okay, four. two more, two more, two more. Uh, so, so we got Utley, we got Howard, we got Kruk. Yeah, I know. Pepper will ruin my childhood. Uh, you now, know, did, <laughs> is, careful, is, careful. <laughs> I can see your brain going. <laughs> I was, I, was, I was trying to wonder, was he around your mom? Or <laughs> yeah, I, I, a little bit. A little man, bit. do I know you. It felt like that, man. The only thing after 2000, as a Met fan, the only thing you could wor- uh, even care about were these Philly Mets matchups, right? Man would come in the Sh- Shea Stadium every single day and just rake. Yeah. So it's just like, you know. One path swing, right? Yeah, Billy that's, Wagner. That's it, man. So uh, that obviously for that. And, yeah. then, and then my last one, because he was right, was Jimmy Rollins, uh, the team to beat. I mean, to say that. You're putting a target on your back, and uh, they came out and did it. So yeah. you can't be mad. Like we said the other day, though, uh, you got swept by, what, the Rockies, right? Right after that? Or, oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, hey, it was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, so much it was, fun. It was, it was a great I, time. I remember. Uh, and, you know, in a learning experience, I think teams need to learn how, how to win, how to get into the postseason, then how to win in the postseason. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, let me ask you this. So uh, that, that's the list, and it's a great list. If you had to put number one, is it Rollins or is it Utley? Wow, I, uh, I, I think it's, it's 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 got to be Utley. Yeah, okay. Uh, just because, like you said, you can't 
You, you love him if he's on your team. You, sure. hate, you absolutely hate him if he, he's not. He also owns real estate there at City Field. Yeah, they, and they, they actually, corner, yeah. yeah they, they took the liberty to move Utley's corner closer to the plate. Well, once he was gone. Yeah. <laughs> we, need to, we need Utley to lease that out to Schwarber at, at this point. Yes. You know, yes. and make that Schwarber's corner. Um, I don't know if you saw it, Mike, or I don't know if you saw it either, Zach, but a really great article in The Athletic this week uh, by Ken Rosenthal. Chase Utley is living in London now as an MLB ambassador, yes. but a big part of the article is about, hey, Mets fans, give this guy a break at this point, and, and, and he kind of puts out an olive branch. Uh, Chase did. Utley does. He does? Yeah, you have to read the article. He wow. says, look, I know, I know it's water on the bridge. We both love baseball. I'm a baseball fan. You're a baseball fan. Can't we all just get along kind of thing? My it's God. an interesting article. And then Rosenthal ends the article, and I'll, and I'll spoil her there, but he's like, yeah, that's not going to happen, Chase. You know? <laughs> Yeah, there's been too many darts thrown yeah, in both yeah, directions. Exactly. Uh, you know, the one guy that did do that well, uh, Chipper Jones. He named his kid Shay because he owned us. Yes. And, uh, you know, and we, wow. <laughs> we call him Larry. Uh, but it's become a little bit, you know, he's, he does get a mixed reaction. Time, yeah, time that. heals all wounds yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, so maybe... 25 years from now, Utley can show his face in New York City. We'll right see, now. we'll see. In, in, li in light of that, too, I mean, I, listen, we we hate the Braves just as much as we hate you guys. Um, <laughs> but from a rivalry standpoint, and I know that, that you know, it's funny because a lot of times when the Phillies are good, the Mets suck. Yeah. When the, you know, when the Mets are good, the Phillies suck. So, right. it, like, th that stretch of baseball that they had there for a few years. Um, and and now it's back. Yeah, and, and, and now it's back. As bad as the Mets are playing right now, right, the right. Mets are a good team. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not counting them out at all this season. I really believe that they're going to be in the mix near the end. Probably not, not for the division. I'm not necessarily well, sure. They're 14, 14 out. Right. I mean, the, they, the they Braves, to, man. They just, need to get hot, yes, yeah. for sure, but, but, but I do think they're going to be in the postseason yeah. mix. And, and, and I think that's great for baseball. Yeah. I really think it's great for baseball. Now, I hope we beat the, the, the Mets when it's yeah. all said and done. But I, but I enjoy when both teams are good, and I think both teams are good right now. MLB recognizes that, and, I, and that's why it's end-loaded September Absolutely. Mets Phillies. They're going to cash in on that uh, from a broadcast standpoint for sure. Uh, the, the problem I have is now next year we're going to lose a few games to London, right? So we're not going to be able to fill up this beautiful ballpark or the one in Queens. And then also, like, the, 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 the schedule, how it is now. So we're not getting as many yeah, as yeah. these games. So. I, it, it but is kind of sad we're not going to see each other again until September. Yeah, and, and, and I hear you, but I, am, I, I like the balance schedule for a lot of reasons. Uh, and I think it's important now with so many wild card teams. You almost have to do it that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, quite frankly, for the National League East right now, it's the best thing that could happen. Because if not, a team from the Central be, you know, is yeah. going to steal that second wild card spot yeah. because they're going to beat up on, on the really poor yeah. teams. Um, and I, I, for one, love the fact that the Mets and Phils are going to play in London next year. Thanks. Yeah. Just awesome! I can't wait. I mean, it, it I is hope cool. I'll be there. I just I wish I wish there was more games added. Yeah, like, fair, to the fair enough. My fair wife, enough. my wife is trying to already promote Bud Light Baseball brunch in London next year. There like, you as, go. As long as Quimby's there and he's bringing the gear, I don't feel like doing that this Let's time. Go. <laughs> Let's uh, but, go. But just real quick before we go to break and we say goodbye to Mike here on the show. And listen, we're all we're all dads. Yeah. You know, we love baseball. We hate the Braves. So uh, last week was Father's Day, oh. and uh, so the the Braves had designated. Uh, Charlie Culberson for assignment on the day where his father was scheduled to throw out the first pitch. Instead, they designated him for assignment and they let Michael Harris's dad do the honor. Out. Talk about cold-hearted. What a what a sham of an organization. Yeah, you know it's funny. I, I saw that headline last week, and I guess I didn't quite understand. I didn't realize that that's exactly what happened. Ouch. That's brutal. Yeah, yeah. On Father's Day, he's going to throw oh, out the first man. pitch, and they designated him for assignment on Father's Day morning. So dad gets sent down, too. Like, you already... <laughs> <laughs> that's like... That's did like, he, did oh, he play an A-ball? Did he get, yeah. Yeah, right. did he get, oh, yeah, did he get to go throw the first pitch down in, uh, in making <laughs> I don't, I don't or think, whatever? I don't, think he got it, I don't think he got it there in time. Oh, but yeah. uh, Mike, Mike hard. It's, a, it's a pleasure having you oh, on the show, you. man. Hey, uh, Mike, great talking to you. Looking forward to doing more content yeah. with you in the future. Give me a go fills, Mike. Yeah, I can't. Uh. <laughs> Premier Window Cleaning is the leading window cleaning company in Philadelphia and the surrounding areas. Family owned and operated. They offer commercial and residential window cleaning, pressure washing, parking garage cleaning.
cleaning, graffiti removal, post-construction cleaning. They have 30 years' experience. Every employee is trained, certified, and goes through an extensive background check. At Premier Window Cleaning, your satisfaction level needs to be 100%, as no job is complete until you're happy. With clients like Chop Roberts and the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, you cannot go wrong. For more information and a full list of their services, give them a call, 267-534-5198. That's 267-534-5198. Or go to their website, wehatedirtywindows.com. That's wehatedirtywindows.com. On the other side, I'm just going to be honest with you, Murph and I sucked last week with our picks, but we're looking to bounce back here on this Sunday morning here in the Delaware Valley, right here, 102.5 Fox Sports The Gambler, Bud Light Baseball Brunch, brought to you by Gentlemen's Chillers Gentlemen's Club. We'll be right back right after this. Spreads, totals, and all the prop bets in between. It's the gambler. Bud Light Baseball Brunch brought to you by Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club. Final segment here on this Sunday morning. We take you into Phillies Mets this afternoon in the rubber match. In South Philadelphia, E&J Mobile Cigar Lounge. They can be found on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at EJ Mobile Cigar Lounge. Their website is www.ejmobilecigarlounge.com. They'll come to you for any occasion or event. They are the premier luxury mobile cigar and hookah lounge in the Philadelphia area. Call or text EJ today, 215-806-3999. That's 215-806-3999. You could also check them out down here for all Eagles home tailgates at 1100 Social with us at the Green Legion. And uh, real quick, uh, Mike Powers, his shows, you can catch him in the Divide Live on Friday evenings from 7 to 8 on The Gambler. 102.5 102.5 Fox Sports The Gambler. And he also has another show on Tuesdays from 6 to 7, Powers Parlays. It sounds like me and Murph need to start listening to that show so we can get back in the wing column after last week. Yeah, I, I, I need all the help I can get. <laughs> all right, this well, is why I don't do it for real. Yes. All right, so let's finish out your, your five duos, Murph. Right. Give us, give us the, uh, the other four on your list. All right, in no particular order, okay? It never is. Nope, I gave you Fred and Barney already. Yes, you did. Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble. They're cool. Uh, this is another one that kind of brings me You didn't sound so sure that they were that cool. Oh, no, they were cool. You kind of had the hesitation there. I learned everything about they're... being cool from Fred and Barney, so, you know, kind of shows you. <laughs> you, you could go Yogi and Boo Boo? Uh, hey, well, there you go. I never liked that. Uh, <laughs> Boo Boo was, was a pain in the butt. Uh, all right. Uh, Jack and Diane. Okay, yeah. 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 They paint a picture of the life that I, you know would like uh no jack and diane because it brings me back to some great times in my life that song was a huge hit at, yes. at the time i think it was on the radio and, last night when i was outside oh and uh, yeah it still lives to yeah. this day it's a great my kids love that song now uh so jack and diane they live on as a, a great for sure um summer days gin and tonic right or bourbon and coke or uh, whatever rum, you want to serve rum and ginger for yeah, yeah whatever whatever Mixed you want drinks, to bring my way but uh, i'll go gin and tonic on a, on a summer afternoon that's a pretty good combo uh, no doubt uh the blues brothers the okay blues. Yeah. all right have you ever seen no you probably haven't seen the blues brothers i have not movie. great movie um very funny dan Aykroyd, john belushi uh back in the day uh, but you know also a part of uh, Saturday Night Live for a long time, and uh, they were just hysterical. And, and and their humor still lives today. Like it works even today. So for for that reason, uh, I put them on my list. And finally, talking about cool, Maverick and Goose, right? Uh, Top Gun. Yeah. So uh, I, and I kind of relate a lot more to Goose, which says a lot about me. But <laughs> but you know, Maverick and Goose together, they, they were a great combo. So. Uh, that's my fun. Sounds great. We didn't get any uh, butt kick, uh, butt kissers on the list this week. Uh, so they, no one said no, no one said. Oh, well, we told them not to. Uh, I, I know, it's but a, but you still wanted to see. I, it. I still would. It still would have been nice to see somebody say Sack yeah. and Murph. But th- but then again, I'll go onto your Instagram and like one of your pictures. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> uh, self-deprecating, no, yeah. no doubt about it. All right, so here we go. We got Batman and Robin. Yeah. Peanut yeah. butter and chocolate. Okay. Cheech and Chong. <laughs> Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. Now Ooh, that's a pretty good combo. I know, I know but yeah. you, you know, after your rant about uh, you know, Breaking Bad last yeah. week, uh, Ralph Cramden and Ed Ed Norton, the Honeymooners. Yeah, great. Right. Uh, Black Thunder and White Lightning. Don't even know. Who yeah, that me is. neither. Uh, Summerall and Madden. Oh, it's a good one. But Madden. I did say I didn't. 
I personally wasn't going to do any announcers. So, you weren't going to do, yeah, so but, you, but that is a good one. Okay. So, all right. So, wh- where are you going? Ooh, okay. So, that's our list right there. Um, what was the first one again? Uh, Batman and Robin. Oh, yeah. yeah the second one? Uh, peanut butter and chocolate. That's pretty good. I mean, I like Reese's Pieces. All right. Black Thunder list? and White Lightning are from Major League Two. Just to clarify. Oh, Major League which, Two? Yeah, which one is of the worst terrible. movies ever. <laughs> that's our buddy Luis Dominguez. So, uh, you can yell at him after the show. Oh, we, we will. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go against what I said. I'm going to go Madden Summer. I'm right there with you. Yeah. No doubt yeah. about it. Congratulations, Mike. Oh, Mike here at the program. Yeah, and, and it pays off for him to come down here. He's here He's here pretty much every Sunday that and, we do a show. And, and we were all just talking, and I said, yeah, I'm going to stay away from announcers. Because, you know, but that that was the best one That's on the, the list. That's the reason why sure. I don't say the name along with it. I, yeah. No, we don't ever. I don't ever want to know who's sending these Should be your in. email address. That way I can get you all the right. tickets. All right. Congratulations. All right, Murph. Let's get to our picks for today's action in Major League Baseball. Ball. We both went one and two last week, and we both scored one point. So you're now at sixteen and eleven with eighteen and a half points. Half points, um, and I am now seventeen. And you know, 10. two half points is a point. <laughs> for the record, I learned that at St. Joe's. Oh, God. is that all you learned in your, in your education? <laughs> well, and the gin and tonic thing I learned too. <laughs> oh man, I have a three and a half point lead on you in the in the point standing. So I'm only one game up on you, but. In the points, which yeah, is where it matters, which is where most. it matters. Three and a half up on you. So why don't you give me your first pick for today? All right, uh, I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to go start with my over under today. My over under, and and again, I'm a terrible gambler, and I don't gamble in real life. Uh, Pirates and Marlins. The over under in that game is seven. That's I, low. It is right. So so should that screams and, take the over, and right? They, and they played to the under the first two games, I believe. I think they it was like four three uh, yesterday. I, know. I think well, it was I three, didn't know that, but three okay. one or three two. Like yeah. Low scoring series so far in Miami. All right. So as a seasoned gambler, you would say go over, right? I mean I know the line is saying It's probably telling me one nothing. Oh jeez. All right, well I'm taking the over. Over <laughs> under Seven on the Pirates and the uh, Marlins. You know, before we went on air, this looked pretty good. Uh, Cubs minus one sixty-five in London versus St. Louis. Uh, now they're down six-four. What wow. is that? It is in the fifth. I don't want to throw my neck out, but uh, the Cubs are winners of eleven to thirteen. Uh, Stroman was on the hill nine and four, two point two eight ERA this season, and they're they're about to lose three this week to the Phillies. So I figured I'd give them one more win before we go to Chicago like and, and wipe up the floor with them. Uh, but right now, not looking good. Uh, but before the show, it did. They were up four nothing, now down six four. So yep. uh, second pick. All right, second pick for me. I'm going to go with my underdog. Um, and again, uh, Orioles Mariners. Uh, you know, I, I know Seattle's a good team. Orioles are a pretty good team too. That game's at home for Baltimore. Yes. And Baltimore's the underdog. Again, it's like... That's hmm, weird. It is weird. Now, they're a slight underdog. They're just plus 105. But I'm going to take the Orioles to win at home, finish that series up, and uh, and take them as my underdog and keep my fingers crossed. Well, I know you took the underdog. I took the under. Okay. Eight and a half in that game. Uh, the first two games, they've gone over in this series. So, odds are saying, uh, you know, Kirby, Bradish. Kirby's got a 3.29 ERA. Bradish, 3.88. I expect, I expect both teams to show up and pitch today uh, for the first time this weekend down there at Camden Yards. Last pick. All right, finally. I, and I know you're going to give me a hard time. And uh, I, yeah. but, but, but why wouldn't I? God, I knew this was coming as soon as I saw the line. As well, soon again, as I saw the line. Why wouldn't I? I? I know, I know. Mike, why wouldn't I take the Phillies over the Mets today Minus as my favorite at 190? Right? I mean, that's just smart. That's just smart. Uh, no, it's smart because I have to root for you to get one point this week. Root, root, root. I have to root. For the home team, this brother. This is unfair. Yeah. This is unfair? Okay. All right. I'll give this one to you. I'll gladly give you a point because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have four. Uh, the, the Rangers are my underdog pick today up at um, New Yankee Stadium. They're plus 100 on the road. Uh, Nathan Eovaldi, Garrett Cole. What a pitching matchup that's going to be. Uh, but the Yankees' offense, since Judge went down, absolutely is putrid. Yeah, it stinks. Yeah. The Rangers can rake, and Garrett Cole is susceptible to the long ball. I expect the Rangers to rake enough today to where they win that game. Okay. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Nope. 
John Jansen just broke that kid's neck with how loud the speakers were, and he turned around and like gave him a look. Good job, John. Way to grab the attention here on Bud Light Baseball Brunch. We will force this radio show on you whether you like it or not. <laughs> Shove it right down your throat, damn it. You're going to eat this. All right, so two things we found interesting from this past week in Major League Baseball. There was a lot, especially the last two nights. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati Reds. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, special stuff. Yeah. Give me your first one. All right, well, the first one is uh, focusing in on the Cincinnati Reds because Ellie uh, De La Cruz just continues to marvel Major uh, League Baseball. And he's only been up for, what, two and a half weeks at this point? Yeah. And he has done some amazing things. How about this? Here's a complete list of every 21-year-old player in the history of Major League Baseball to hit for the cycle. Mike Trout. L.A. De La Cruz. Well, hit for the cycle with extenuating circumstances. Oh, and steal a base. There yeah. you go. And steal a base. Right. But I, I can't imagine the list is much longer without the stolen base. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. No, probably not. But I, And steal a base. But, yeah, he's just been, uh, he's just been electric so far. And, and the Cincinnati Reds are winning baseball games as well. Did you see what Joey Votto said? He's, he, it's like he's a kid again, yeah. you know, playing on yeah, his team. Reborn. Yeah, he, 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 you know, he's just so excited to be around these guys. So uh, he's been pretty spectacular to watch so far. Third shortest amount of games ever yep. played for a guy that hit for the cycle. Yep. And first time, and we thought our drought was long with David Bell, 19 years. First time that a Red had hit for the cycle since Eric Davis back in 1989. 1989. There's yeah. been some pretty good ball players that have gone through Cincinnati. Do you think he did it for David Bell? He said, "Look, I know you don't have the record anymore in Philly, but I'll, I'll, I'll I, I got, I got to do it. I for got you. you. That, I got that, you. that right there. I got you, Skip. Yes, he, he he's playing for his manager. Uh, speaking of that game, okay, the Braves, okay, collected 15 plus hits, scored 10 plus runs, hit five plus home runs, had a three home run inning, stole multiple bases, committed zero errors, struck out 10 plus opposing batters." No other team in Major League Baseball history had did all of that in the same game. Prove it. And they lost. <laughs> and they lost. And they lost. <laughs> wow. That's courtesy That's of a great one. stats. That's a great one. How do they figure that stuff out? Uh, Seriously. They, they, they actually, when we think that we don't have lives, those people really don't have lives. <laughs> uh, well, thank goodness or we wouldn't be able to do this second, right? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, how about this? Most five-hit games in one season by one Major League Baseball hitter. Uh, Ty Cobb had four, Stan Musial had four, Tony Gwynn had four, and Ichiro Suzuki had four, and Luis Arise has three five-hit games this month. This month. I mean, I'm 401. easily the best hitter in baseball. No doubt. I mean, he needs to do it for a longer period of time than the last two seasons, but working on becoming one of those guys that we talk about 25 years from now. No doubt. Saying, oh, I got to watch Lewis Arise play. What a hitter kind of thing. I mean, the, he's saw, unbelievable. Saw him at the cycle here yeah. earlier in the season. Yeah. The only time I've ever seen that in person. Yep. This one is courtesy of Sarah Langs. The Angels' 21 runs in the third and fourth innings were tied for the most in a, in a two-inning span in a game in Major League Baseball history. That is now tied with the June 6, 1894 Pittsburgh Pirates. Also did it in the third and fourth. Hmm. Only other team with even a 20-run such span was the June 26, 1890 Philadelphia Quakers who did it in the sixth and seventh innings. I remember well. Absolutely insane. Murph, yeah. we got a big week ahead of us. It starts today. starts this afternoon. Rubber match with Zach Wheeler on the mound. The exact guy outside of maybe Taiwan Walker right now who you want on the mound to try and win this series. And then off day tomorrow, three in Chicago. We come back home, three against the Washington Nationals. Need to really start making up some ground. You know, 10 behind the Braves. And for as hot as we've been, we've been losing ground in both yeah, the wild card race and the division. I know. But the Phillies need to keep this up through the rest of June and take it over in July. Yeah, I, I agree. And we talked about August and what that means with the home schedule. But, you know, first things first, take care of business today. I already talked about it at the top of the show. I think it's a huge game this afternoon versus the Mets. They need to win today. And then enjoy an off day in Chicago tomorrow. And then uh, play a tough Cubs team at Wrigley. So that's not going to be easy. But, uh, you know, coming off a, a road trip where they played really well, hopefully they can do it again. Awesome stuff. Thanks again, partner, for uh, joining us here today. John Jansen here on the board. Mike Powers during the second segment. The Magic Man back in studio. Kyle Nunnemaker. For Greg Murphy, I'm Chris Sacken. Like a 3-1 pitch to Ryan Howard. We are out of here. Let's get this game this afternoon. Fighting Phil's Mets suck. <laughs>